0: Hello, my name is Renee, And if you love music as much as I do, I totally recommend you check out my new podcast series. It's called Break It Down Again with Renee, And what I do is I grab a song from the past and I break it down for you. I tell you little details about who, what, when, and where it was recorded and whatever happened around at the same time that song was released. It's fun and you might find out a couple of things that you might not know about it. So don't forget to check it out. Break It Down Again with Renee, Available everywhere you listen to your podcasts, like this one. The one you're listening to right now. Hey, que tal mi gente. It's the J Balvin. grab your coffee with Rene Pineda. Ya saben, J Balvin, let go, Latino game. Toma your cafecito. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. Grab your coffee. Hi, you guys. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Grab Your Coffee with Rene Pineda. I am your friend and host, Rene Pineda. So glad that you're here. So glad that we're sharing yet another episode of movies that helped me get through summer, and hopefully they're helping you as well. But before I even go on, I want to say thank you for downloading or streaming and for sharing my podcast, which is your podcast in turn, because you guys have made it what it is. It is because of you that I come back, I sit down, I do my research, I try to make sure that I'm, what I'm talking about makes sense, and I record these things so that you guys can share a moment with me. So thank you. Thank you for sharing it. And I'm not going to get tired of asking you guys to share with your friends and family. Thank you guys. One more thing. If you are in Germany, Deutschland, if you are in France, France, do me a favor, shoot me a message. I want to know what, I shouldn't even be asking you this, but what made you want to listen to me? I mean, how did you hear about my podcast? Why am I making such a big deal? Because this is a kid from the San Fernando Valley who knows no one in those countries. And somehow I ended up being out there and... So many of you guys are listening, and I want to take the time to say thank you. And please, shoot me a message. If you don't already do so, follow me on Instagram, okay? Look for me, René Pineda or René Al Aire. Okay? René Al Aire. That's how you're going to find me on Instagram. And I want you to tell me, hey, René, this is such and such. I listen to you from Germany. Hi, René, this is such and such. I am in France. Hi, René, I'm such and such. I listen to you in whatever other country you're listening Okay, and here's the new one. Brace yourselves. I have listeners in Romania. How does that happen? I don't know. I'm not going to question it. All I want is to say thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so getting back into the, uh, into the episode and what we're here for, right? Entertainment. Let's be clear. I haven't even scratched the surface with the two previous episodes. There are so many friggin' movies that we can talk about, and I am not going to do it all. Because we have more time than life. That's what my mom says. Mi hijo, hay más tiempo que vida. So we're going to pace ourselves through these. And you know what? There's always next summer. So don't worry. We are going to have a few movies to watch. These are just the ones that I actually watch every summer, if not more than once or twice during summer, because these are the movies that I grew up with and love to watch. I watch them with an open heart and an open mind every single time, because that's the that's way you got to look at them you have to check them out like that otherwise you're going to start comparing them to newer movies and well no you don't want to do that you don't want to do that you don't want to compare 80s and 90s uh, that would be like comparing your ex to your wife <laughs> which one is better don't answer that in front of your wife or your husband for that matter don't don't say anything shut up don't no no don't do it avoid the divorce <laughs> Think about the kids. (laughs) Guys, I'll tell you this, though. The following movie that we're going to be talking about has seen its share of fans of all ages, without me even mentioning it, okay? So this is a movie that a lot of people know and love and cherish. In fact, its executive producer had something to do with the first movie that I recommended. And yes, I am talking about Mr. Steven Spielberg. You see, Steven Spielberg had something... That I'd like to call a child's imagination. And that doesn't mean he thinks like a kid. He just understands how a kid's imagination works. And he is able to bring that into the, into, onto the screen. He can project that. He knew how to get into your imagination. He knew how to get it going. And even though this movie hasn't aged well, because it hasn't, hopefully you remember what I told you about reliving your favorite movies by capturing how you felt. The very first time you saw it. So with that said, what I mean when I say it hasn't aged well... Well, it's from 1985, you guys. 85, you know, they were still experimenting with a lot of stuff. CGI was not a thing yet. They were talking about, uh, I think, green or blue screens. One of the two. I think green screens. And you can actually see it in the movie where it was applied. You know that scene when they're looking over the, uh, like, at the ocean... And they're looking at those supposed caves. That was a, a green screen or a blue screen. I think it was a green screen. You can totally tell it's fake. But it was 1985 and that's what they had to work with. And that's what they did it with. That was cutting edge at the time. So, like I said, don't, don't judge it so harshly because it aged badly. Don't do that. I don't think it's fair, not only for them, but for you. Because you're cheating yourself out of a good movie by just pointing out the, the, the nastiness of it. And it's not worth it. Just watch it with your 1985 imagination. And that's it. I mean, CGI wasn't the greatest, you guys. When it first started, it sucked. It stunk like cow shit, you know? Like horse shit. I'm sure you remember. The only movie that actually kind of made a good use of CGI, that's because they spent a lot of money into it, was Jurassic Park. I know you remember that movie because I remember clearly. I thought to myself, holy shit, that's a real dinosaur. That's how good they did, you know? But if you look at it now compared to what's available today, it kind of looks cheesy, but that's okay. That was the technology back then. So again, if if something doesn't age well, don't judge it because that was the, the cutting edge at the time. Now, if they were to use that shit today, of course, I'd be like, fuck that. That looks horrible. Why the hell would I pay to do that? You pay me. To watch that shit. okay. Next time you do shit like that. But anyway moving forward. As usual you guys. I'm not going to have you guys. Listening to me. Talk about all the details. Because that's what you guys are going to watch it for. I'm just going to share some cool facts. That I know about the movie. And hopefully it makes you want to watch it again. With an other set of eyes. Or perspective. Or maybe you've never even seen it with your kids. Now that you have kids. Who knows they might love it. Might not, just let them decide for themselves. Maybe you are uh, hanging out with a bunch of new friends and they don't know how much of a nerd you are for this kind of movie. You watch it with them and boom! You know some things that they don't because, well, you listen to Renee. Hey. Okay, so we've gone from E.T., the extraterrestrial, in 1982. Then we whew, traveled 10 years forward to 1992 to talk about the greatest kids' baseball movie ever, The Sandlot, which I'm still thinking I missed a few things that I should have told you, but that's okay. We'll leave that for another episode. Well, as I mentioned before, the 80s gave us some of the most memorable movies because, well, it was the corniest decade ever. It really was. Now, if you don't believe me, I have three little words for you. And these words might either make you cry or piss you off. I'm going to roll the dice and see what happens. The Care Bears. Damn, did that movie make me fucking cry. Now, if you hadn't realized this by now, I hope you do realize that I love movies that have songs in them. I'm not into musicals, but that's what people call them. But no, I don't like musicals, but I do love a movie with a couple of songs here and there. I enjoy them. I memorize them, believe it or not. I really do. And their Care Bears movie had one of those saddest fucking songs ever. If you ever saw it, the lyrics were growing up, It's something you can measure. Growing up, it happens every day. Being young is something you can treasure, but life is good when you're growing up. Now that song, the way it was, you know, the the notes and everything, it was sad for me, and I would watch it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. That's traumatic right there. Not dramatic, traumatic, trauma, psicológico. You know what I mean? Just so you guys get an idea, this is how the song actually went. Growing up. It's something you can measure Growing up, it happens every day Being young is something you can treasure But life is good when you're growing up That's sad And When you get older, you listen to that shit And it's even worse because you're like I wish I knew then what I know now It makes sense (laughs) Rewind that part and it'll make sense to you But the 80s were corny And it made us a little softer So there's a good side to it. It made you love the little things. I mean, guys, look around your neighborhood. Do you by any chance see a bunch of kids riding around on their bicycles? No. Do you see kids playing kick the can? No. Do you see kids playing hide and seek? Nope. That's because things have changed. I don't know if for the better or for the worse. Technology changed everything. Now, mind you, I am pro-technology. I love my phone. I love being able to pick it up and look for things on the fly. I love being able to ask, you know, Google anything at all that I'm wondering. Go back and check myself and check what I know and compare it. You know, lyrics, everything. Things that happened in 1993, 94 that I might have missed. I love all that stuff. But there has to be a limit to what kids should be able to do with technology. And and this is why movies like The Goonies are so memorable, you guys. Because they come from a bygone era. When hanging out with your buddies, that's all that mattered. Technology has come such a long way. I come from the Nintendo era, okay? Nintendo and Sega Master System. Where you would play for a few hours if you got good grades. There was an incentive, you know, oh, if you got your, if your final report card were A's and B's, guess what? You would get a game. If you passed certain things that you were doing bad in school and your grades came up outstanding, I would get another game. That was my incentive. So I love technology. However, I was only allowed to play a certain amount of time per day. After that, it was hanging out with my friends. Running around, scraping our knees, doing things that didn't require technology. Yeah, we're more connected than ever. But then again, we're so connected that we're disconnected from reality. And that's kind of fucked up when you think about it. I know some of you guys listening might be too young to understand what I'm saying. But for the most part, most of you guys understand where I'm coming from and know that what I'm saying makes sense. But then you think, oh, well, I can't let my kids run around because there's so many things going on. You're absolutely right, and I understand that. But so where sh- was the shit going on back then, and somehow we all made it through, didn't we? I'm not saying let them go and run, you know, fucking buck wild. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying know your kids as friends, let them out, let them hang out, let them have adventures. Because those are the ones that they're going to remember when they get older. They're not going to remember what game they passed, even though I do, but... They don't care. They're not going to remember that one time when they were running with their friends in that run and gun game and they shot that one guy in the head. They don't, they're not going to remember that. However, they are going to remember the one time that they broke into a parking lot to play some hockey. Those are the things that matter. And I don't know if it's age, nostalgia, or perhaps the change in times that has made it. So that I can actually appreciate these things that I didn't realize I had it so good. But it does make me think and wish, fuck, I wish I was a kid again, knowing what I know now, knowing that the future is not the greatest as far as having fun with your friends is. You know, now it's like, all right, let's, let's, let's have, let's play together from your couch in your home to my couch in my home. Sure, it's cool to connect, but there was nothing like popping some corn, you know, uh, and having your high C next to you with your buddy and the other controller right there next to you. And when he would shoot you by mistake, you'd punch him in the, in the arm. You know, these are the things that, that, that changed. These things don't exist anymore. And don't get me started on video games because all the fucking video games are the same nowadays. Here's your gun, run forward, shoot, avoid getting shot, and that's it. No, but it's a different character. It's the same fucking game. La Misma Puerca Revolcada, they're all the same. Here's your gun, you run forward, you shoot, avoid getting shot. Tell me I'm wrong. Go on. You can't, because that's what all these games are nowadays. Whereas the before, you had Super Mario Brothers that would jump, he would get fire and show uh, throw fire at the at the mushrooms, walking mushrooms, that is. If you were playing Mega Man and you know that you could shoot them with your with your rifle and you had to have the skill to jump and shoot and you were going to get hit and go all the way to the beginning of the fucking stage, okay? These are the things that made it different. But now it's like they're all the same. Like I said, don't get me started on video games because I can tuck my ass off on that. And I hate it. I hate it because I don't understand it. I, I don't understand how kids don't see that. It's the same fucking game. Just different characters. That's all it is, really. But getting back into the movie, imagine being 10 years old and having to witness the possibility of you, your family, your friends, and your friends' family getting kicked out from where you guys grew up. Why? Because, well, they're about to build a golf course right where you're standing. That must really suck. And you want to help your parents, but you can't do anything because, again, you're 10 years old. And that's where the story for the Goonies begins. The Goonies takes place in Astoria, Oregon. And it was mostly filmed on location, meaning they were there in that city. And it exists. This place actually exists, you guys. And the houses, they do too. Like, remember the, the scene at the very beginning, the jailhouse or the jail building, where Jake Fratelli fakes his suicide, okay? Fakes it, guys. He fakes it. Don't don't panic. I can already see parents. Oh, my God, no. I can't have my my kid watch that. That's traumatic. He fakes it. Oh, tranquilos. Now, that place is real, and it's still there. And it looks better than before because they've maintained it because it's become like a... It's, it's a film location for the fucking Goonies, for crying out loud. One of the best movies for kids ever. Ever! Uh, remember the scene uh, on the beach? where well, there's like three rocks, right? And they put that medallion, whatever, and, and they're looking at it. It's a real place, and it's called Cannon Beach. Now, as a side note, check this out. Another famous movie was filmed there. I mean, actually, a lot, of, a lot of movies have been filmed there. But this place is called, in that movie, La Push. Yes, Twilight was filmed there as well. For you younger kids. Okay, so as far as filming locations for the Goonies... Other than Oregon, the underground scenes were filmed in the beautiful San Fernando Valley. Yeah, my beautiful San Fernando Valley. At the Warner Brothers Studios, in fact, in Burbank, which is about 10 minutes away from my house, the ship was built on stage 16 along with all the caves. It's a really cool build, you know what I mean? Once you see the movie, you're going to understand that it's kind of cool. If you're a kid and you see these slides underground and you end up in a little river, lake thing. It's, it's really cool, you guys. And so many actors came out of this film that it's not even funny. Josh Brolin, for crying out loud. He's the one who plays Agent K, the young version of Agent K, in Men in Black 3. I know you already know who I'm talking about. Thanos from The Avengers? That's him also. Most recently, he was Cable in the movie Deadpool, which is one of my favorites. There's also uh, Sean Astin, who after starring in The Goonies, went on to star in that movie about football called Rudy. I know you've seen that movie. I don't even like football, and I actually love that movie. I think it's a great story. We'll talk about that movie some other time. And then he played a very small part. That's a pun, by the way. In The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's the same kid. And it looks like he never grew up in size. <laughs> I'm not that tall, but I'm not that short either. And most recently, he was in one of my favorite series called Stranger Things. Now, here's an added bonus, okay? Towards the end of the movie, when they're being interviewed by a TV crew, you can hear Data say, The octopus was very scary. Now, for years, no one knew what the fuck they were talking about. Because up until 1991... I had seen the movie a million times. I would never saw a freaking octopus. Except, of course, in the Cyndi Lauper music video called Goonies Are Good Enough. Yes, there was also a music video. Oh my God, don't get me started on that video. It was a two-parter, okay? There was part one and part two. I think the total time was about 15 or 20 minutes. Richard Donner, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg also directed that music video. You guys, it is one of the most horrible music videos in the world. It's so embarrassing to watch some of these actors that were wrestlers at the time. Andre the Giant comes out. I didn't even know wrestling at the time, but I already knew who, who Andre the Giant was. Ugh, it was just sad to watch all these actors that sucked ass. It was just bad. But again, it was Part of the times. And that's how they advertised it on MTV. Goonies music video. With Cyndi Lauper singing, good enough. That was a good song. It was just badly executed. Great idea. Badly executed. That's the way I see it. And that's the way I think of it. Even though, like I said, it's part of the the whole advertising thing. I understand that you got to do something to advertise it. But fuck, they should have done a little better with that. Seriously, they could have done so much better. And I love Cindy Lauper. I really do. But that song just... That video, I'm sorry. The, the, the video just does her no justice whatsoever. None. But anyway, there's an octopus in the video. And I thought, wait a minute. Something is fishy. <laughs> Something's fishy here. What the fuck? Where, how come I didn't see that in the movie? And I really thought they had fucked up in the cutting room. But If you were like me and you were a Disney Channel kid in the 90s, then you knew that there was an octopus in the movie because at some point, Disney bought the rights for the movie so they could air it on the Disney Channel, right? Or some shit like that. And because of a lot of the things that were deleted, scenes that were deleted because they were too violent, (laughs) which is stupid, really, they brought in that scene where the octopus comes out. Years later, I'm talking about 2014 or 15, while they were doing an interview for the 30th anniversary, I believe, they finally asked Richard Donner, or I think it was uh, Steven Spielberg, to ask them why was that scene cut? Turns out it was horrible. I actually got to see it, of course, a bunch of times on the Disney Channel. I didn't think of it at the time. I thought it was, oh, okay, I guess it's just like a variant or a different version of the movie. Uh, just like there are different versions of uh, other movies during Christmas. And if you've never seen the movie How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If you have Freeform as one of your channels on cable or however you watch. Uh, or Hulu live. You will come to find out that there are scenes on that particular version of the movie. for um, The Grinch. That don't make it on or didn't make it to the DVD or the Blu-ray. Completely different. So the same thing happened to The Goonies. So they finally asked him, you know, while they were interviewing him, they said, hey, so why was that scene cut? They said it was just really bad. It was. Data somehow gets the idea to shove his Walkman underwater, underwater Walkman, are you listening? And put it in the octopus's mouth and the octopus dances his way away from the kids. I'll leave that up to you. You can look for it in YouTube. Check out the scene. I thought it was stupid because that Walkman, believe me, I had a waterproof one. It was not yellow. It was just one of those regular cassette players that you would press play and you could not get wet because it would just kill everything inside of it. I had a waterproof one. Believe me. And it worked somewhat. But it had to be yellow. That was not a yellow Walkman. That was a dead giveaway for me. So I thought, oh, I see why they cut it, because it was just bullshit. It was just, it didn't make any sense. But still, it was kind of cool to see it, to know that there was another alternate part that was missing from the movie. And to finally get closure on it by the producer and uh, and, and the director, Richard Donner, I thought it was great to finally think to myself, okay, they fucked up, they filmed it, they took it out. Punto y aparte. And believe it or not, that's going to do it for me on this episode, you guys. Um, I really hope you go check out The Goonies. It's a great movie. Uh, It teaches you friendship. It teaches you adventure. It teaches you things that are gone, long gone. But you can always go back and think to yourself, man, if I were 10 years old in 1985 and this opportunity presented itself to go underground into this whole maze looking for a treasure I would totally do it shit I'd do it at my age right now why wouldn't I do it at 10 think about that for a second guys stay safe please Uh, this COVID-19 variant is coming with a vengeance I need you guys to stay around because well I need you guys to download my podcast (laughs) no but seriously take care of yourselves take care of your families really is it really that hard to wear a mask does it really bother you that much Do you have to be such a rebel that you don't have to wear one? Just use it. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. Take care of everyone around you. And as always, think of me when you're having your coffee. Follow me on Instagram. Rene Alaire. Rene Alaire on Instagram. Share this podcast. Share this episode. And I'll catch you guys next time. Hello. I really hope you enjoyed that last episode. If so, be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications. This way, you'll know every time I drop a new episode. Also, if you're enjoying the content, why not help support the project? Either one, grab your coffee with Rene Pineda or break it down again. You'll find the link in my bio on my Instagram page. Look for me under Rene Pineda or Rene Alaire. Thanks for the support.